right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck. I'm a writer for The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next, we have Ryan Blaney, who is off to a good start in the NASCAR playoffs. Seems headed for the round of eight as we record this. And despite not winning a race this year, might just be able to make it to the final four. We will see. But I recently got to sit down with Ryan Blaney during one of the practice sessions. You'll you'll hear the uh, cars on the background of the track. Sorry about the, the noise, but um, you know these these schedules are tight these days at the tracks with these two day shows. Uh, there's always seemingly something going on. But aside from that, very much appreciate Ryan uh, taking the time during the playoffs to say, "Okay, yeah, I'll do an interview." Um, something not all the playoff drivers are willing to do. Trust me, I've I've tried so. Uh, when you get one that says, oh, yeah, no no worries, it's not a distraction at all, definitely uh, appreciate them taking the time to do that. Anyway, one other note here before we get started. Um, as a refresher, so some of you who listen to the Teardown, you'll know that uh, the Daytona 500 episode this year, I said that Ryan Blaney did not shake his teammate Austin Cindric's hand. I could see that Ryan Blaney was very upset when he came to victory lane, and it looked like there was very tense. That was recently uh, documented. The, the tension was documented on the Race for the Championship episode about the Daytona 500. However, they did briefly shake hands, and I felt bad about it all year long. Uh, I even had a phone conversation with Blaney afterwards that I said they didn't when they actually did because that makes him look like a bad sport when, in fact, he was a good sport to go um, give the handshake to his teammate who he was clearly mad at anyway. And I've wanted to bring that up with Blaney all year long when I get to the one question about getting over a mistake. So uh, you will hear that part. If you didn't know that backstory, there you go. So now we can jump right into it. Let's listen to our conversation. All right, everybody. I'm with Ryan Blaney for another 12 questions. Ryan, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Uh, how do you feel about people reclining their seats on airplanes? Um, I don't mind it because um, I do the same thing. Uh, but I, I like at least... It depends on what kind of plane it is. You know, if it's a tinier plane with really limited knee space. And I, I always check. Like, if there's a big person behind me with big legs, like, I'm not going to squish you. Um, so I always kind of check, and then I'll recline accordingly. Uh, but <laughs> at least, like, check. You don't have to ask, but check and see if there's not a, someone who's, like, 6'5 sitting behind you. Right, right. Yeah. So if Austin Cindric's behind you? Yeah, I probably don't recline. Yeah. <laughs> if it's tight knee room. If there's enough room, then, yeah, it's okay. But. Yeah. How do you? Uh, how often do you get recognized at the grocery store? Uh, it, it goes in waves. Um, my grocery store by my house, I maybe gotten noticed twice okay. in the two years I've been there. But then I'll get noticed at random places. Like, I mean, I got noticed. Me and Chase were walking around Ireland one year, and and he got noticed in Ireland, and wow. he was like, "Oh, is that Blaney too?" I'm like, "Yeah." It was like, "It's just super cool." Uh, but yeah, it's random spots, but the grocery store hasn't been too bad. Ireland. That's, I mean, that's impressive right it there. Just, it just shows you the spread of things, right? You never would think that people in, I in Ireland watch NASCAR, but there's, it just shows you have fans really all around the world, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, on a scale one to 10, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? Yeah, that's, a, that's one that also kind of goes in waves. Like I'm, I'm usually pretty good at it. Um, if I'm on my day off, like a Wednesday or Thursday, and like golfing or just just trying to relax, like I probably won't respond to you unless you're a really good friend of mine. Won't respond to you like all day, um, but I'm pretty good at responding. I, I feel like that's something I pride myself on is is making sure I respond, especially like if you after you win, 
trying to knock them all out like that night is really important to me. So, wow, that's yeah. a lot too. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it'll be 150 to 200 probably, and I try to really knock them out. Um, because I don't, I definitely know how I'm going to be feeling the next morning, and I don't want to have to deal with that the next day. <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. What is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking? That's really good. Uh, you get trapped in those conversations sometimes. And I try to do my best to, like, be polite. But once it hits, like, a minute mark of, like, okay, I've kind of given you a couple subtle hints, short answers, like, looking around... <laughs> Uh, and I, I feel like a lot of people will get the hint, but sometimes you just got to be like, oh, man, I got to go. You know, I'm late for something or, uh, or the fake phone call thing usually works. But there's nothing worse than being stuck in a conversation you don't want to be in and you're trying to be polite because uh, you got to put yourself in that person's shoes also. I'm like, man, they'd be crappy if you're talking to somebody and you feel like you're kind of wasting their time a little bit. Uh, so I, I try to be polite, but just like, oh, man, I, I got to go. Good, Nice talking to you. Nice meeting you. And then you go your separate ways. Yeah. Chase said that he brings in other people and passes it off to them. Has he ever done that to you? Yeah, where he I've dumped it on you. He's dumped it. He's dumped it on me. I've dumped it on him before. It's it's kind of just a, a reoccurring trend <laughs> of, uh, of dumping conversations off on each other. It's it's a pretty fun thing, actually. Yeah. Oh man, um, if you could pick only one form of social media to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? Um. Really, the only. You choose. I only like I have Twitter and Instagram, so I'd probably drop Twitter. Instagram's cool because I like looking at photos. Like that's that's cool, and you don't really have to look at comments. You don't have to read quotes or whatever like that. Just but Instagram, I'd say not social media. I'm a big YouTube watcher on my phone, so that's not social media. But I would drop the other two if I could just watch YouTube videos all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that border. That's border. That kind of okay. counts almost. I I'd feel go like. YouTube. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. What advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? Yeah, that's hard to do. Um, especially when you're younger, you dwell on that stuff a little bit more. Uh, I've just, uh, you know, you get more grown up and older and, and whether it's mistakes on the racetrack or outside of it, you learn to kind of get over it and realize that you're probably going to make a lot more mistakes especially on the racetrack and just learn from it and move on. I think that's something I've tried to do is just, you know, learn and forget about it and uh, try to figure out how to not make it happen again. But, um, yeah, just realize that, man, you got a lot more mistakes to probably have. So just get over these ones and learn and, and move on. Do you, do you happen to know what my answer to that question would be? What's that? Uh, well, it was when I said on my podcast at the start of the year that you didn't shake Cindric's hand after the Daytona 500 and I we called each other afterwards or I called you called me or yeah, whatever yeah. I called you because I felt so bad about it but then when this question comes up all year long that's like my most recent mistake big mistake yeah so I think about it all year long so I'm still not I, I don't know the answer to getting over it because I'm still not oh you know. well in that case like I've forgiven you for it so <laughs> I think it, that's easy to move on well then. that was nice of you but you know you, you it's like a even if somebody, even if your crew chief forgives you for a mistake on the track, you still beat yourself up for it. So Yeah, you still beat yourself you up, know. and it's easy to beat yourself up over things for sure. But um, I've just come to realize that, man, you're, you know, we all do things or, or say things kind of in the heat of the moment, and it's hard to 
think about those and process them and you have so much time afterwards to process like, oh man, was that the right thing to do or not? Um, and so it, it can be tricky, but yeah, you still beat yourself up over it, but you got to realize that I think everyone makes mistakes and it's just part of life really. So Yeah. Uh, so this next one's a wild card question um, where I'm mixing it up for each driver. And uh, I, I, I was curious about like sort of your, I don't know if it's country lifestyle or, you know, you're sort of out, uh, you know, you see a lot of the drivers, they're like, want to be on the lake. They want to be in the thick of it all. Um, you don't go that direction. You never have. Um, why, why does that appeal to you? And why did you not sort of just want to be where sort of everybody else is, I guess? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still live in Huntersville, uh, but I'm kind of on the outskirts, like not on the lake. I've just never been like a lake guy. You know, I've, I enjoy going on the lake, but I don't want to live on it. Uh, I've enjoyed kind of having your own pieces of land and kind of by yourself. Like I got 15 acres in Huntersville and it's closed off. And, uh, you know, I've just always enjoyed kind of having some things to yourself and not have people peeking in your windows all the time uh, and just be able to do your own thing. So uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's, you know, growing up, we had a little chunk of property in high point that might, you know, when I was living with my parents and, and that's just kind of the way we were the way my dad was. So I just kind of have taken after that. So, uh, and I've never, I've never wanted to really own a boat. Uh, it's like airplanes. Like it's better to have a friend who owns one that you can bum a ride off of, uh, <laughs> that actually own one and pay for it yourself. So I'll happily pay for your gas if we go out on the boat for a day, but I don't want to own one. So I, I just like the privacy aspect of it. And, um, that's just kind of how I've always been, kind of a, a shelled home life kind of person. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if someone blatantly wrecked you to win a race, would you interrupt their celebration? Oh, like Danny and Bowman last exactly, year? Exactly, yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't go that far. Uh, you know, everyone handles things a little bit differently. And it goes back to like that heat of the moment thing we were talking about is sometimes it's hard to kind of process and you're going with your gut. And um, it's almost like a blur you know, those things. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I'd, I'd probably probably have a few words after the race uh, about them or to them, uh, maybe find them in victory lane. Or honestly, I might not even go see them and just deal with it next week. Um, I think that's one of the, that's one of the kind of the more subtle ways to do it at the time is like, all right, don't say anything about it, whatever. And then, you know, take your shot at them next week or just put it in your memory bank and, and deal with it if the time ever comes back up. But I, I don't think I'd interrupt the victory celebration, uh, but I'd make sure I dealt with it down and the road. They would know sort of, they're like, man, he hasn't said anything. Like, oh, he must be That's like got to get in the back of your head. Like, oh man, he must be really mad. He hasn't said nothing about this. Uh, I feel like that could kind of F with their mind a little bit if you do it that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. What movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year? The last year? Um, I, man, I watched that new Batman movie a lot. Uh, I think that one was really good. So that one probably in the past year I've watched the most. Okay. And I don't know how many times. Like I don't rewatch movies a lot in a year, but I've probably seen it like four times. What do you What do you like about it so much? I just like the iteration of it. Like you know, obviously this is a brand new spin on the Batman. It was like that Joker movie that they came out with, kind of a different iteration of it, like a darker version of it. I just like the way they put it together. Um, so it's just one of those things that has a, a certain tone about it mm -hmm. that I really enjoyed. It's, it wasn't like the your cookie cutter 
superhero movie. It was almost like a real world spin on those things. So uh, I've I really enjoyed how they made that. And I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm thinking they're going to make a second one. I it'd be very disappointing if they don't. But I just like the way they kind of put that in perspective from like a younger Batman's point of view and like a really grimy, dirty, real life world kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, when you think about NASCAR five years from now. What are you the most optimistic about and what worries you the most? Yeah, you know, that's hard to kind of predict the future and see where it's going to be five, ten years from now. But, um, you know, if I, if I look back five years ago to 2017, you know, what I have thought it's where it is now, you know, some things have changed. You know, the cars changed, but and we go to some different tracks that I never thought we would go to. Um so you look at five years down the road from now, you don't know. Maybe there's a big car change again. I don't personally see that really happening because you just rolled out this brand new, you know, kind of next gen thing. Uh, I could just see us going to different places, you know, different racetracks. You know, we're going to Chicago next year. That's huge. You know, five years ago, would I ever thought we would run a street course or the LA Coliseum? Like, no. Um, so you never know where it could bring you. Um, I'm just excited to see kind of where the fan base is in five years. You know, I think we've done a really good job, NASCAR has, of expanding our fan base this year. Um, it's been really cool to see as a driver perspective of what they've been doing. And I think it's healthy for the sport. There's good things and bad things about it, things you like and don't like. But um, I, I just enjoy the growth of it. And hopefully, you know, you're still having fun and you're still competitive, you know, in five years. And um, But, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Okay. All right. Uh, so a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over. But the catch is that you get to keep all of the knowledge and experience that you have now. So do you go back and start all over and do it again? Or, uh, or I mean, you could, I guess, better your results in theory. Uh, or do you stay where you are? Oh, I'd go back for sure. I mean, if, it'd be crazy if you could take knowledge that you know now. I mean, that's... It's almost 20 years of knowledge I've had of racing in general. I mean, I started when I was nine. So, like, you know how good you'd be as a kid? Like, if you had your current adult brain as a child, like, that'd be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you'd make so much, so many better decisions. Uh, you'd be able to remember, like, every race, like, oh, I lost it this way, or I can change it up and do it this way. Um, and then I think you'd bring some adult wisdom into the uh, mix, you know, when you're a young teenager right like you know don't be an idiot <laughs> like you know change stuff up about you know this and this but uh yeah definitely i think anyone would take that chance okay uh so each week i ask a driver to give me a question for the next person uh the last one was with parker kligerman and he said um given given your popularity that you have from the fan base and the sport um is there anything that you could be doing outside of the car um, that you would like to be doing um, that you're not yet doing and why? Like, I think he was thinking, like, um, is there anything in, like, the entertainment world that you would want to be doing and that you could see yourself dabbling in, I guess? Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. I've been, I've had some really cool opportunities, do some TV and movie stuff. That's been fun. Um, would I want to do more of that? I've always said I, I enjoy doing that stuff and I would do more of it if it didn't interfere with 
my day job. Like that's the rule of like, I'm not going to compromise this to go off and do that stuff. Like you have to get your job done here to be able to go goof off. And um, so I wouldn't mind doing a little more of that because I feel like I could wiggle it in. If going back to your younger self, I really wish I learned how to play an instrument as a kid. I'll yeah. tell you that. I mean, the the music world is fascinating to me and I've been able to see have a bunch of buddies in that world and kind of see it firsthand and it's crazy and wild and um, just really really cool uh, you know I mean imagine going and playing a show of t- for 10 15,000 people and they're all there to see you you know I mean we race in front of a lot of fans but not everyone's there to see you yeah uh, that is the coolest thing to me like everyone's there enjoying the words that you're saying that you wrote yourself that mean a lot to you and those and they can apply it to their lives like that to me is a, a really cool concept um, so I wish I was more talented in that world that you could go off and do some of that stuff um, I guess that's like the only thing that's like wishful thinking though like I wish I was better at this playing an instrument or obviously everyone wants to be a good singer but um, that'd be cool to do if I could do it but have you tried any instruments in the last you know in your adult life or anything I, I tried to learn how to play guitar a handful of years ago and just could not get it down it is so hard to do it's one thing to learn it it's another thing to learn it and like apply it and do it well and then let yeah. alone write your own music I mean that is just fascinating to me or be a songwriter I mean some of the guys and girls that write their own songs now are just absolute geniuses and um, you listen to one and you're like how do you think of that like yeah how is that going through your brain and you can apply it to a melody and make it, you know, a, a hit? Like, it's just crazy to me. And um, so I, I dabbled in it. I tried to learn how to play. I played harmonica a little bit in the in the pandemic. I messed with it for a couple months and then I forgot everything because we went oh. back racing and I forgot everything. So, uh, yeah, I, I wish I learned how to do that stuff a little more. I, I hear you on that. Um, so I don't know who the next interview is with quite yet so you could either ask a general question that i could ask anybody or when i know who it is i could double back with you yeah let me know who the next person is and uh i'll be able to think about something personal to them cool sounds good man thank you for doing this yeah thanks all right everybody there you have it ryan blaney on the podcast definitely enjoyed that um he seems to come with some good answers and put some thought into it as well so really appreciate that and i Definitely still don't know who the next one is as of this time, so I wish I could tell you. But uh, this time of year, uh, you know, kind of getting down to some scrambles a little bit. Uh, a lot of people saying, you know, they can't do it for whatever reason. And uh, it, it makes things harder always at this time of year in the playoffs as the season's winding down. For whatever, whatever reason or, or another, uh, people um, don't, don't always agree to do it or don't always want to do it. So I get that. And uh, hopefully we'll have a good one, though, for you next week and uh, for the remaining four weeks of the season. Anyway, I, of course, appreciate you, as always, for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.